What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of Just Vibin'. It's me, Kevin, as usual, one of your co-hosts. I've got Kenzie with me, and today we don't have a guest. We're going to be talking about some stuff that's going on out in the world, and we're going to be talking about our firsts. First kiss, first sort of sexual experience, uh, things like that. We'll be telling some, at least on my end, some funny, terrible anecdotes that uh, I'm sure we'll have you guys rolling on the floor laughing. So you want to say hi, Kenzie? Hey, how are you doing? Hopefully everyone's doing good out and staying safe. That's right. Stay safe, stay inside, wear your mask. It's it's important. I know you're tired of hearing that from people, but let's be honest. They already canceled Halloween because of it. They're talking about canceling Christmas. I really want to go out and celebrate things again. So, Well, also, like for me, with the mask, I plan, even after the pandemic, if I'm sick or something, I'm going to start wearing that mask when... You know, I have to go out for some reason or something. Yeah, I'm thinking that flu season will be just mask season for me at the very least. Hopefully. For everybody, it just normalizes it a little bit more. It, it would be nice. but uh, So the first thing we're going to talk about today is, uh, by the time you guys listen to this episode, it will have been three, four days to a week maybe, um, but... Yesterday, Pornhub came out and said that they would no longer be accepting uploads from anyone except verified users. So verified users, if you've never used the platform, which let's face it, most of you probably have in one way or another, verified users are sex workers and the like who can verify who they are and that the videos are of them. This is a good thing. Pornhub is doing that to combat uh, violent or unwanted uh videos things like uh sexual assault videos things like that or even just revenge porn revenge porn is the other big one is they're doing it to combat revenge porn which is good it was a it was a good step for Pornhub to do it was them basically coming out and saying that they were going to take some responsibility for what shows up on their platform however this led to a backfire with Visa and MasterCard today saying that as of today, they would no longer be accepting any charges from Pornhub or working with the company at all. That's so stupid. Which a lot of people, sex workers especially, have come out and said, hey, listen, the only people that are spending money on Pornhub are buying videos from verified sex workers. They're not spending money just to get any video. They're spending money to get verified porn. The only people this is hurting are the people you should be supporting in this. Luckily, there are ways around it. But still not the best. And there definitely are ways around it. But there's worries that this is going to lead into Visa and MasterCard doing the same thing with sites like OnlyFans or Loyal Fans. Basically saying that, oh, we don't support these sites because it is adult content there is some worry there that that might be happening which is i think so hypocritical because you know at least there's at least like four ceos from each company banging a hooker somewhere absolutely and a lot of people have pointed out that uh there is on on the twitter feed where this was announced in the visa twitter feed this was announced one of the most liked tweets and retweeted tweets on there is from a lawyer who says that he for every one case he sees about revenge porn or anything like that or a 
sexual abuse or sexual assault with a video on Pornhub. He sees 50 of them with videos on Instagram and Facebook. So he wants to know why Visa isn't stopping work with Instagram and Facebook. They have said no response to it so far. So it doesn't seem like it's really out of the goodness of their heart. It's just sort of kicking Pornhub while they're down because they're jumping on the look, we're doing the right thing train. Which no makes no sense because you should be able to use your money how you want. It's the website like Pornhub's responsibility to make sure the content is, <laughs> like we like to say, uh, ethically sourced. Ethically sourced. That's a good, that's, that's a wonderful quote. Uh, there's There's been a lot of talk and worry about it, worry about this sort of thing coming up. Um, but a lot of people are, and one of the, one of the sex workers that I follow, a uh, fairly famous one, Ginger Banks, um, has reached out to Visa about this and she hasn't gotten a response. She's posted about it. She's calling on other workers to do the same saying, Hey, listen, you're you're only hurting sex workers. You're not hurting any of the people who you're trying to punish or hurt with this. You are endangering sex workers. You're making it so that it's harder for them to do their job. And it's already, we, we've talked about before, that it's already hard enough to do this sort of thing. But it's much harder when financial institutions are not willing to cooperate with you. For sure. And as for what this holds for the future, for OnlyFans, loyal fans, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's going to have to be cryptocurrency to pay for these sort of sites. I don't know what what PayPal? the next step is. Because if PayPal... Oh, wait, PayPal's PayPal, not even sex worker friendly either. Yeah. I think OnlyFans might still be okay for them. I'm not 100% sure. But also what what's next? Uh, is Visa and MasterCard going to decline brothels? And that's that's where the the question comes in is what's where are you drawing this line these companies that are saying you can use our money but you can only use it for X Y and Z. If It's not even their money too. Yeah. You can use your money for X, but only for X, Y, and Z. Because if they say, well, we don't like people buying uh, marijuana in states where it's legal, you can't use your, can't use your visa or MasterCard for that. And that's, I yeah, know a well, lot of, that's actually already a thing. Yeah. I know a lot of dispensaries don't take any sort of card at all. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but it's absolutely a hundred percent legal here. It's, you're not violating any terms. You're not breaking the law. It is a hundred percent legal. It's it's just another way that the industry and the world is sort of making things harder on sex workers on a time when they should be making things easier. Yeah. But to to jump from that story to another one that we wanted to talk about, uh, Kenzie, you wanted to talk about... Gabby uh, DiMartino. That's right. All right, so fill us in on this because I'm a little behind and out of the loop on this one. So fill us in and let's talk about what's going on. Okay, so she, the best way to describe it is she has an OnlyFans, or she had one, but it wasn't 
specifically like sex work. It was more stuff that she would post that is more on the risky side that would get taken off of uh, Instagram or something. She is, I think, if I remember correctly, a Ariana Grande like lookalike. And I think that's how she got famous. I don't know. I've never actually heard of her until this. But things are going around where she decided to put up on, you know, how there's a pay-per-view. She sent a message out to all of her fans, which on her public form, she has over 3 million. So who knows? Like, I don't know for sure how many she had on her OnlyFans, but I'm guessing it was quite a lot. Uh, That it was supposed to be about a 30 second video um saying uh it's and it was for like three dollars and she captions won't put my panties on like in a face what do you think when like you think of that so i mean i think it's just going to be some sort of flirty there's going to be a bottomless you know she's Got her underwear pulled down. Maybe she's commando, something like that. Something risque yep, or it's not that though. Maybe it's underwear on the floor, something like that. That's the first thing that sort of springs to my mind. With that. it is her as a child. Um, the video of her, like she's like, oh, I won't put my panties on. Just talking about her nani and everything, and she's like a child, and it's just this. And if she wasn't selling this and if she wasn't posting it, like making money and putting that caption, I mean, people have videos like these of their kids all the time. That isn't inherently wrong. It's the fact that she's selling it and the caption. And it's not something that, I mean, so those videos aren't wrong, but that's not something that you upload and share to everyone, especially paying customers. That's, I think that that definitely crosses a line towards the sexualization of a minor. It just feels like that. Exactly. Especially because you don't know. I mean, me personally, I would never do something like that because no, it's, it's not of a kid now, but it was me as a kid. And you don't know who's getting these videos. And I don't want to have someone getting off to uh, seeing me naked as a child. That's just not okay. So what makes it worse is this is something uh, what she said uh, after it all happened uh, from her Twitter. A childhood video of me on the phone saying Nani says put your panties back on and jumping up and down laughing. I'm sorry I didn't think that one through period a home video i love and share with my friends and i use my only fans as a finsta page which is i think like a fake insta gram uh where i share stuff i would with friends the thing is um and she also uh another one's like oh i was just trolling so there is some Mind you, this is a 25-year-old woman, not like an 18, 19-year-old who might just be naive. She is 25 years old, and she's sitting there like she has some clarity. She knows. She 
and her she made a 30 minute ish apology video on her face uh, not facebook um youtube and she even says that she's out of touch re- with reality it, it clearly sounds like it it clearly sounds like someone was definitely not thinking this through but it's, it's so disgenuine it's you're not it, it doesn't come across to me as hey i messed this up it comes across to me as hey i got called out on this and realized it wasn't people are telling me it's not okay so i can't i've got to walk it back because i don't want to get canceled yeah this isn't an oops situation OnlyFans is typically used for sexual content and the way she advertised it was inherently sexual she yes. is in her mid-20s. She needs to start using her brain because that is not okay in, at all. I'm honestly surprised that OnlyFans didn't pull her account based solely on that. They did? Okay, they, well, that's, that, that makes She's saying that she put her OnlyFans out, like, she she got rid of it, but um, after, because... After so many fans bought this, freaked out and like told OnlyFans, they took her, she got her whole account banned. She cannot go back on OnlyFans. So that's, that's probably for the best. There needed to be some sort of consequences from this. Especially because one of the biggest things is OnlyFans Zari looked at as a stigmatized site. And the fact that she does something like this also puts people like us in situations where what if people just start banning the site altogether we're we might lose our jobs because of that and this funnels back into that visa mastercard thing where it's the perception of the public needs to change and we've been talking about that since day one that's one of the big goals of this podcast is that people need to look at sex work as a viable sort of thing it is not not everyone does it because they're most people I should say don't do it because it's not a drug habit thing it's nothing like that some people do to survive some people do it because they enjoy it and it's or they do both it's a, of it's to it's, survive and they enjoy and they enjoy it it's it's a job just like any other job it's not it's technically one of the oldest jobs in the world yes especially yes, yes. for women it's it's right up there as one of the oldest jobs in the world, and it's we need to sort of destigmatize this idea that any woman who does it is terrible and is worth somehow less than any other woman. It's it's a very strange thing place that we've come to because guys want to date a girl who by by and large who is willing to send dirty pictures dirty text things like that guys are into that most guys we're we're gonna i'm gonna speak generally now guys a lot of guys are into that uh but you find out that she was doing it with someone before you okay fine that's just a different relationship but you find out that she was doing it and making good money off of it and you're horrified it's this huge double standard and I just don't get it. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm... What's the term for it now? Simp? Is that... Simp. Simp? Is that what it is? That's the term for it now? Maybe, um, maybe I don't spin. think towards that, but simp has become a big thing. Either it's just a fan that, you know, goes a little bit above and beyond, but not harmful. But it also can be on the other end of the spectrum where simping can be almost 
well, not almost stalkerish, where they want to get private info and stuff like that, and they start having an obsession. I see. So that's not not quite what I meant. What I, what I'm saying is, if I had a girl, if I was dating someone, we were married, whatever, and she had an OnlyFans. And someone came to me and they're like, you let your girl go on OnlyFans? People are going to buy her nudes. My response would honestly be like, yeah. And you know what? They bought me dinner last night. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, uh, I think so many more men would have such better relationships and stuff if, one, every guy says, oh, yeah, I, I would love to get with that stripper. But when it comes to a relationship, they usually say, well, I don't want you to do that job anymore. Yet you came into this relationship knowing what they do. Instead, if they went into going, oh, yeah, I'm her biggest fan. Like, I support her. And do you know what? Let her do that. Because, yeah, you guys are paying for her. But you're paying her bills to live. Like... I'm I'm getting stuff out of it. Like, yeah, do it. You can have fun with her pictures all you want. I get the real thing. I've just I've never understood the the that sort of attitude because it's just one of those things where and you're completely right on that. It's one of those things where it's like, well, okay, great. I I, I see that you think that it's devaluing her as a person but i just don't get it it's she's she's clearly open with her sexuality which is always nice to have in a relationship she's clearly knows how to have fun and she clearly you know at the very least if we're dating i would expect that she's going to take pictures for me too well honestly one of the people say the biggest word is oh you're devaluing yourself it kind of reminds me of this christian fundamentalism where well this is because honestly before christianity we were a very open species of uh differently and then all of a sudden the missionaries come stuff like that and saying oh we need to act and be a certain way and that's where we get a lot of our old-fashioned values, and that's where yep. a lot of this, oh, uh, in a lot of schools, they're like, okay, here's a pe- like a teacher will be chewing on a piece of gum the whole class and talking about um, being used and everything, and they'll take out this gum, and they'll take out the other one and say, well, which one would you rather have, the new gum, or would you want to use this used-up piece of gum? And it kind of, it, it's the, de- uh, like, them, when they say devaluing yourself, like, that's what it makes me think of, of, it's because we were raised a certain way to think this way. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing to think differently. It's, it's an interesting position that they try and put people in because they're saying and it's i find it so odd because they are saying that a woman's intrinsic value is based on her virginity and it's just so out there to me that you would look at a person and be like you're worth less because of x or y 
especially when like there's some people who think that if you don't have your hymen when you're married you're impure you're not okay yet there's so many ways that a hymen naturally breaks from horseback riding to riding a bike to there's so many things yet this is some people are like oh well you can't marry my son unless you have that or something like that it's ridiculous some of the ways that we are have progressed and some of the ways that we have kept on to these old values that mean nothing. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting sort of stigmatism that they try and put on workers. And it's it's so it's really funny to me that there are there are men with OnlyFans accounts. That is it's a much smaller number, but no one ever looks at them and says, Hey, you're devaluing yourself. No guy ever tells another guy, hey, bro, if you send that dick pic to a girl, you're devaluing yourself. Not so much, yeah. There are a few. Um, But a lot of it also, I think for men usually, uh, with that is either you're gay for pay or you are gay or you're straight only type. With... I've seen a few where it's like you're devaluing yourself in a way because you're letting these men look at you too and you're straight. And it's like, well, it shouldn't matter because I'm getting money off of it. Like some guys don't care either way and that's a good thing to look at it. But there is, it's not as much stigma towards it, but there are some. And some, I think... I mean, it's just for females don't have this as much. I think that's one of the biggest differences is um, we females like, yeah, we'll have girls sub to us. We don't care. It's not a huge big deal to us. But there's some people who are like, oh, if you're you're a guy uh, as a working guy. Oh, you can't sub to my fans if you're a guy because I don't do gay stuff. It's like then you kind of in the wrong industry because there are going to be some guys who might look at your porn and get off to it and it shouldn't be such a big deal. You don't know who these people are. It's the same way with females. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing because I've had people who, when they find out that, uh, that I do audio recordings and stuff like that, like, but you don't do them for guys. Right. I'm like, well, I don't ask what gender my client is. I ask if there's any specific names they want, things like that, what story they want told. But I don't say, hey, what before you record, I, I only record for, for women. It's, hey, man, it's your dime. You're paying for it. What what do you want? And it's it's just interesting that people will always, that's one of the first things that I hear from from other guys when they find out that I do audio work on the side is, well, you don't record for guys though, right? Like just women. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I, I probably record for guys. I, I don't ever ask. Yeah. Cause it, it's just a product you're putting out. It shouldn't really be a big deal. And I think it's the toxic. Ma- I like masculinity. I, I have no problem with that. It's the toxic masculinity where it's like, Oh, well you can't, you can't let guys look at you. It's like, yeah, 
if you don't want a you know to make out with a guy just don't make out with a guy they might look at you but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're gay just because someone's looking at you <laughs> i'm i'm going to be honest and this probably isn't super pc of me but one of the nicest compliments i ever received was when a dude bought me a drink at a bar that was like it we were we were there for uh one of my friends who uh does uh burlesque and stuff like that and a guy bought me a drink and had it sent over to me and i was super flattered i i rode that compliment for like weeks i thought about that i was like dude some dude at the bar bought me a drink that is the nicest thing ever and it's probably not super PC, but hey, I was super flattered by it. Hey, why not? Like, well, I I understand that too. One of my best compliments was actually at a bar too, because I uh, well before all of this, and actually it's been a couple of years now, but I used to go to my favorite gay bar. I like it because it's more relaxed in ways and it's also like I didn't go there necessarily I didn't want to like hook up with anyone I just wanted to have fun so I preferred that because I didn't feel like people were gonna try and hit on me and I walk in I'm a little self-conscious because I was wearing a new skirt that I never wore with a crop top and as soon as I walk up this guy comes up to me he's like honey you are killing it like you almost turned me straight for a minute. I'm like, oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, I love that compliment so much. It's like that's a good one. And I should mention, uh, with the religious talk earlier, like I said in the last episode, hey, if you don't like the topic that we're taking or the stance that we're taking, we're probably not going to change. So you can just unsubscribe, stop listening at this point, because. It's not going to be any different. I'm going to be honest with you. It's I. You could you could send me an angry email, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen. You could. And I'm subscribe. always up for like a fun debate or something, especially with either religion, po- politics, sex work. It doesn't matter, as long as like we can walk away at the end and not be pissed off at each other. Even if we never come to a middle ground, say hey, good job, good job, and walk away. Like I love debating, but. Don't start calling me names or I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> and uh, if if you really, really want to argue with someone, you could subscribe to Kenzie's OnlyFans and argue with her on there. <laughs> oh my god, yes, please. Like, because if that... you have a kink of just someone berating you for being, you know, a Trump supporter or a Christian fundamentalist, like Mormon, like I head of household type thing. Or women should stay in the kitchen, you know, stuff like that. If you have a kink of just me, like a feminist yelling at you and saying that you're wrong, of course, come subscribe. I would love it. Like, that is a new fetish in 2020 that I didn't know I had. Yeah, if if you want an audio like that, I would be more than happy to, uh, to record you an audio like that. <laughs> Uh, Kenzie and I can even team up on it. We'll split the split the profits from it, and both of us will just take turns yelling at you. Oh, that'd be funny! So reach out to one of us. We're totally down for that. But uh, we're gonna get into the rest of the episode now. We're gonna talk about firsts, first kiss, first sort of uh, oh, sexual no. experience, <laughs> things like that. Okay, it's it's gonna be an awkward awkward episode <laughs> with some fun anecdotes. I think so. Oh, uh, there's some funny things. 
I can think and of. let's I I will preface this with and this is here's here's a little bit of a trigger warning for uh, abuse. I'm going to preface this with in my case I will only be speaking about consensual first times. I have uh, some stuff in my past that is not super great that happened when I was much younger. I won't be talking about that. Maybe we'll unpack that on a different episode, but for right now, we're going to be talking about consensual first time things as a as a consenting high schooler i suppose for me yeah it's, i was about to say consenting adult i'm like well none of my stories started out in adulthood yeah. so adult adult i can't say i could say high schooler yeah so, uh, uh, yeah hi all except for like first kiss everything else was in high school so yeah i guess my first kiss was in high school okay so you want to start with first kiss sure <laughs> Okay, Kenzie, so how old were you when you had your first kiss, and where was it at? Uh, I was in seventh grade. Okay. It was with my uh, boyfriend at the time. Like, it was one of those middle school, oh, holding hands was, like, the greatest thing ever, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, I just, I remember I, I wanted to, I was so nervous and oh, God, it's embarrassing. So every year in Hawaii, we had, um, where I lived, we had the Ironman and our school volunteered every year. And me and my boyfriend at the time volunteered at the end of the race. I think we were handing out, like, sports bottles and stuff like that at the end to people to get them rehydrated. And at the end of this, before I left and everything, I just remember, I'm like, I'm going to kiss him. So I do. It was the most awkward thing. And it was in public because my dumbass didn't think that part through oh my god it's just one of those I can't believe I fucking did that I guess I have two first kiss stories which sounds weird but bear with me because I mean I've got my first kiss from spin the bottle right but I don't know that we're gonna call that my first kiss because it wasn't like a like a romantic sort of kiss. It was just at a party, lips you know, in like touching. seventh grade, lips touching. It was not, not a kiss with some passion. I would have to say, I yeah. guess my first kiss was probably eighth grade. Yeah, it was eighth grade. And it was uh, me and my, my eighth grade girlfriend. We were on the band bus. That's right. I was a band kid. And uh, we were coming back. We were in marching band. We were coming back from an event. And, uh, we were sitting on the bus towards the back and she had nodded off on my shoulder. It was like a two hour bus ride. She had nodded off on my shoulder and she woke up and sort of, you know, snuggled into my snuggled onto my shoulder. And I just, without even thinking, I just leaned over and kissed her lightly on the lips. And it was absolutely my first kiss. She woke up and she was shocked and a little bit mad at me that that was when I chose to give her her first kiss. <laughs> she wasn't super stoked about it. She's like on a band bus after like a, after like this a one time at band camp. Yeah, it was, and it was, it was, so it was before any of those movies came out. So it was, <laughs> but it was, uh, 
yeah, she was not super stoked that it was when we were both sort of sweaty and tired from having street marched for like an hour and a half. Well, there's no perfect timing for first kiss, honestly. That's that is absolutely true. So that's first kiss. Let's move on to another first. So what what first do you want to talk about next? Oh man. Um I mean, you want to jump all the way to first full sex experience? Sure, we can go there. I swear, all my first are just embarrassments. Like, it's Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, so the first time I ever had sex, I was a freshman. And I was dating my boyfriend. And, I mean... So his family, like his his mom and his dad were separated. Um, so they each ha- or divorced. So they both ha- each have their houses, and we ended up going to his mom's, and his mom wasn't home. So you know, we fumbled around, and it was very awkward. I think for both of us. Um, and uh, during it, we see the lights of a car Uh-oh. come, and I start panicking, and so does he, like, oh my god. And so he, his house, uh, there's a pool, like, it's a wraparound, the house wraps around the pool kind of thing, and so we, I jumped, like, out of his bedroom and just jumped in the pool because I couldn't get like all my clothes. Like, <laughs> I just jumped in the pool because <laughs> you know, we were supposed your, to be swimming anyways. Of your limited options, that feels like the worst <laughs> possible one. <laughs> like it just—it feels like you were like, okay, I can't get all my clothes on. What do I do? You could have like run to the bathroom or something. Nope, you went right to the pool. <laughs> I didn't know where the bathroom was. <laughs> Uh, and so like I mean I don't know if his mother ever knew uh, he ended up jumping in the pool too and it just it was funny and awkward and hilarious and he's still like we ended up like breaking up when I moved away and we're still I wouldn't say friends but like on friendly terms I think we're still friends on like Facebook and like Oh man, that was so funny. Like, there's a few awkward stories, and that's definitely one of them. <laughs> so my my story, I was going to say my story was was a funny, awkward one. My story is not that bad, but my <laughs> story has some has some long lasting uh, repercussions for me in a funny way. So mm-hmm. uh, my first time was fairly pedestrian i guess uh it was uh i was in high school i was a junior okay slight audio blip there but anyway like i was saying my first time was fairly pedestrian i was a junior in high school uh my girlfriend was a senior and we had gone to her parents weren't home so we were at her house sitting on the couch making out and everything one thing leads to another and she tells me she's ready and 
she wants to have sex. She says she's on the pill, so I don't need to worry about a condom or anything. Which is great, because I had never... I had a theoretical knowledge of how to use one. I had never used one before. But that's that's a whole different thing. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, PSA, kids out, or adults, anybody out there, wear a condom. Wear a condom. It's, it's very Anyways. important. <laughs> uh, so we ended up having sex, and it was not super pleasurable for either of us, and for one big reason, because uh, we were at her parents' house. They didn't have great AC, and it was in the summer. <laughs> And it was a leather couch. Oh. So you know that sound that it makes when you stand up off of a leather couch that you've been sitting on for a little <laughs> while and your skin is stuck to it? That like sort of tearing sound? Every time I hear that, I think about my first sexual experience. <laughs> Every time. And it has led to me just giggling in the most inopportune moments. <laughs> just... I'll stand up from a leather couch and I'll hear that ripping sound and a little part of me just giggles inside. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. You were, you're at a job interview. You just got up off the couch. This is serious. <laughs> if they ask you why you're laughing, you won't be able to tell them. It will be not appropriate. You don't have a backup story. Yeah, you, you don't have any sort of backup story. <laughs> it was... And I mean, I felt, I felt bad because... We went to change positions and the noise happened and I almost immediately went soft because I couldn't stop giggling about it. <laughs> That's great. And it just, you know, we, we laughed about it after a while, but she she said it hurt her feelings because she thought I was laughing at her. And I was like, I'm only laughing at you. It's not you. It's the noise. I'm a 16-year-old boy. I can't help it. <laughs> It sounded a little bit like a fart, and I can't help it. I'm an immature boy. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I swear. Almost like... Uh, what makes it worse, too, is the second time I ever had sex. I think it's just an affinity thing, because his mother... Uh, it's a different guy, and his mother walks in. <laughs> we are able to play it off like we were just making out. But, like, I, I swear, like, there, it, I just end up getting caught all the time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's uh, so my next thing was going to be first time you got caught, which I guess we've already heard yours. Um, I've never I've been lucky to never have been like caught caught. Uh, I have so heard like. Lucky. I've heard like the front door opening when we've been doing it on like the couch and we immediately like scramble for the room and stuff. But I tend to plan my exits pretty well in advance. Like if we're going to mess around in the front room or things like that, I'm like, okay, where's the door? Where am I going to go if this goes bad? My father caught me one time. Oof. We never like, so I was already 18. Um, I just moved back into the house. Well, I was almost 19. I just moved back in the house for a minute. Um, and uh, I was with my fiance at the time. And, you know, we were under the covers and everything. But he walks in, looks, walks right back out. And it took me over an hour to walk out of that, like, room. And we never said a word. Never. Like, 
couldn't look me in the eyes for a minute. Like it was bad. It was hilarious, but we never talked about that time. Like never happened. You don't, you don't, don't talk about it. Don't, uh, don't acknowledge it. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen for everyone's sanity's sake. So I have a funny story. Um, I, my boyfriend at the time, uh, we were in his room and uh, he, I let him finish on my face. And now I'm actually scared of facials to a point because of this. Um, he, it was so much, it got into my eye and my eyes are very sensitive in the first place and it burned like a motherfucker and I got all of it off of me and then like my eyes completely like red and I try and sneak into the bathroom and his mother comes out and says, oh honey, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, I got a, um eyelash or something as something's in my eye i can't get it out and so she's like oh honey wait there one second i'll get you some uh, um uh eye drops i'll uh, help flush it out i'm sitting here i'm like i'm never doing this again i'm done (laughs) oh guys if if you're gonna come on a girl's face you gotta warn her you gotta make sure she's down for it and make sure her eyes are closed it's just Make try sure try not to aim up the nose too. Just saying. Towel standing by so that when when you're done, you can wipe her off real nicely, <laughs> real quickly. It's just not. It's it's common courtesy, guys. Common courtesy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my first foursome was very awkward too. If we want to go into more firsts. Um, I, I definitely want to hear about this. I don't have a story to back this up. I don't have a foursome story to back this up. So that's okay. This so is my boyfriend at the time um, and his best friend and his girlfriend, we all decide to rent a hotel room because I think we were about 21-ish, 22, somewhere in there at this point. And we went on a like trip for... I can't remember whose birthday it was, but for some birthday, we went to like a pier or something. We decided to um, rent a hotel room and have our first like foursome. And one, knowing what I know now, I would have never said yes to this just because me and my boyfriend were very you know no problems very um secure with our relationship stuff like that i didn't know he his best friend has cheated before um and his girlfriend the only person she ever been with was with him and he really wanted to do this cuz apparently he just really wanted to and um we were we we're very just open to stuff like that and uh so we all you know get alcohol of course cuz i've never done something like this i was nervous just because 
And um, so we get drunk. We start playing, you know, stupid little games of like dare and shit to get a little comfortable. And so we start getting into it. At one point, he gets whiskey dick, his friend. Yeah. Because he drank too much. And then when we were doing stuff, in the middle of it, his girlfriend just starts crying. (laughs) Oh. What's sad is, I mean, we ended up having a good time afterwards. Uh, We kind of just stopped that. But for some reason, we did it like two other times. I'm like, what the fuck? A lot of alcohol was involved because, honestly, I wasn't attracted to his friend. (laughs) And so I had to use a lot of alcohol because he's the type of person that he's loud, obnoxious, and he's kind of he reminds me kind of like a basement dweller fedora person yeah of the internet and so like i had to have a lot of alcohol and um after like the third time we're like we're not doing this again luckily never happened again but like she ended up crying at one point and i ended up like me and her were fine but like it was just very weird and it's like and so now i'm very big advocate towards if you're going to do a threesome foursome or anything like make sure their relationship is good if they're doing this to try and fix their relationship or something like that just walk away don't do it yeah it's that's hey everyone out there for the most part for most people uh Fixing your relationship with a threesome or foursome isn't no. probably the way to fix your relationship. Oh, dear God, no. Like, um, <clears throat> good example is like me and my boyfriend. We did it because, you know, we wanted to. It was, we wanted to try different things. Um, I have lockjaw, so sometimes I can't give as much head as I want to. So one of my things is like, if, there's a girl i'm like hey do you like giving head because <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> like will you do it for me <laughs> but like it's just all about being comfortable and also like if me and him had an issue like if we were always too busy so we weren't having enough sex as we wanted with each other we wouldn't try and go out and you know do stuff with others because we want to make sure we're good in our own relationship. Yeah. It's you make sure your relationship is strong before including any outside players, I guess. Talk a lot. Communication is the most important thing. It really, really is. Not just for sexual relationships, but for all relationships for me and Kenzie, we haven't known each other very long, but (laughs) I feel, once a day, we'll check in with her. Hey, how are you doing? Is everything going okay? What's going on? We we talked for a little bit yesterday about how much it sucks walking home in the rain. Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. It's communication is a very vital, important thing. And uh, I think I've got something that not necessarily tops your foursome story, but as a comeback. Uh, we're <laughs> going to talk about the first time that I used a condom. <laughs> so, the first time that I used a condom... Uh, I 
I took sex ed in class. I knew that condoms were important. I knew I had a theoretical knowledge of how they went on. Uh, did not really think about sizes as an issue. Didn't really look at the box. I just <laughs> I went, I bought a box of condoms, took them home. <laughs> uh, went to get intimate, put one on. Was like this feels a little weird, but fine, whatever. Let's let's do this, you know, because as a 17, 18 year old, you uh, you the fact that I've stopped to put a condom on at all is really sort of yay me because that's not really what you're thinking about as a 17 year old guy <laughs> you're 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 the blood travels away from your brain and goes somewhere else uh so I put the condom on and we had sex and at the end of it I pulled out and I didn't have the condom on oh no <laughs> and I was like like I looked down and I just sort of stopped and I'm just sort of staring staring down at my dick and I'm like huh and she goes what and I was like I don't know how to tell you this <laughs> like I don't this is going to be an interesting one to try and explain uh, my bad so I'm sorry and she's like what what happened did you did you get it on my bed and I was like <laughs> you wish <laughs> I was like well no but it's worse than that. <laughs> and uh, so we got it out. We, we we got in there and we got it out. And she was she was on the pill, so it was not... As big of an issue. It wasn't as big of a risk, but it was definitely one of those things where I was like, man, they never really talked about that in sex ed. That It really sucks that our school education... Yeah, our, our sexual education could be done a little bit better and Instead not just abstinence uh, yeah abstinence is not is not the answer for 95 percent of the people probably no and teenagers don't think with their head well they think with the wrong head or you know yeah. they're 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 all balls of hormones so abstinence usually is not a thing and we can take so much from other countries on how they deal with sex ed compared to ours and like learn from it but whatever just fuck us right we'll just keep having teenage birth rates go up and stuff like yeah. that <laughs> so you want to know the first time so how i found out um i'm allergic to latex <laughs> oh boy all right let's do this this one's actually technically not even sexual um so my mother, she was all for, I was a virgin at this point. She gives me a Costco size thing of condoms and says, I don't care if you use them, don't use them, you know, just keep them. You give them out to your friends. I just want to make sure you and your friends are safe. Cool. Great. But... I hang out with a bunch of dumbasses. I'm including one of those dumbasses as a kid. And so me and my girlfriends were all having a sleepover, including one of our friends that was a guy. He slept downstairs. But um, we decided he fell asleep downstairs. We took the condoms and we blew them up and put them all over him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As, as kids do. And my lips started swelling. Oof. And that's how I found out I was allergic to condoms. 
or at least latex i mean because there's skin and stuff that aren't that i use but that's that's not great uh it's funny it's an important thing to check before sex know if you're allergic to latex yeah also know know if you're allergic to any sort of uh lubricant i've known people who have been allergic to certain kinds of lubricant and it it can be really really bad uh i guess my next story is uh this is another this is another funny sad one uh i once while being intimate with my girlfriend at the time we had some toys that we had bought you know a couple little like spencer vibrators things like that and one of them was like one of those little vibrating like eggs the clitoral stimulation Mm -hmm. uh i decided to see if she would enjoy it if i like sort of like pushed it into her a little bit and so I did. And I pushed it into her a little bit. And she liked it, you know? So I pulled it out and pushed it in a little bit. And pulled it out and pushed it in a little bit. And then I pushed it in a little too far. And it slipped right out of my fingers. <laughs> and I was 19 at the time. And I was like, okay, I've got to get this out. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't afford to take you to any sort of healthcare place. To get this taken care of. And also, neither of us can tell our parents, hey, so we need to go to the doctor because someone lost a sex toy inside of them. That's not, that's just not going to fly. They're not going to appreciate that. Uh, We got it out after a little while. She was definitely sore by the end of it. Uh, The battery died in it. (laughs) Um, So that was an interesting interesting thing uh well guys, if you're gonna put things inside of yourself make sure they've got like an easy way to get them out a string something string. i actually have a similar story and i still want to murder him for it so you know the we vibes they're like meant yeah. for partners where one goes on the outside one goes on the inside and you can still like have sex yeah well this dumbass decided to stick the whole thing in but instead of uh, instead of just you know uh flipping it where you know you could hook your finger in to get it out he put it the other way and so it got stuck and i'm cursing him like no tomorrow because i can't get it out i'm having trouble getting it out and I run to the bathroom trying to figure it out and everything. And I'm cursing him. And at this time, I'm living with my mother. We both um, split the rent like 50-50. It's both our house and everything. I'm like 22 or something. And uh, he's rolling on the floor laughing. And my mama's like, what's going on? He tells her and she starts rolling on the floor laughing. I'm like, I hate everybody here. It, if I finally got it out. But like after then, like he was not allowed near it ever again. Like, yeah, that's, that's what happens is, hey, you know what? You never get to use this again. Yeah, punishment. But like everyone was just rolling on the floor laughing at my pain like ugh, it was bullshit 
I was so mad. It was so, it's so funny now, but I was so mad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sex shouldn't, how do I say this? It shouldn't be a serious thing. You should be able to laugh during it. And sometimes you're going to, you know, if you're, if you're listening out here and you're saying, well, I've never laughed like that whenever I've had sex. And you know what? You're not <laughs> having sex. Maybe your sex life isn't that great because sometimes it's funny. Okay? It really is. Especially when uh, I've had somebody um, accidentally smack themselves with a fan, a ceiling <laughs> fan during I've fallen off a bed, a bed's broken like there's so many things that just happen during sex that can go wrong and you just have to laugh at it i had a partner once who would go cross-eyed when she orgasmed (laughs) and she didn't believe that it happened she refused to believe that it happened and so one day i told her i was like during sex i am going to film you with my phone just your face just your face and i'll delete it afterwards but you need to see this because it is what i'm seeing <laughs> you need to see it and she refused to believe me refused to believe me and i showed her the video and she got real mad at me it was like delete that now and i was like okay i'm going to but you see what i'm talking about now i can because she's like she told me she's like you can always tell when i'm orgasming and i was like yeah it's not hard <laughs> And she's like, what? What do you mean? It's not hard. No mystery. I can absolutely 100% tell. If she actually doesn't know how to cross-eyed normally, like, she wouldn't be able to fake that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, I was like, can you cross your eyes? She's like, what? No, I, I don't really know how to. And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> not entirely true. Uh-huh. <laughs> subconsciously maybe yeah Yeah. some part of you knows how to believe me (laughs) like one thing about porn people don't realize like especially as kids like you see porn and it's supposed to be this perfect thing of just sex and it's messy it's stupid it's like I think that's why lately with OnlyFans and all that, people are loving the behind the scenes or the compilations of just, like, fuck-ups. Because that's what's real. Like, it's the sex that, like, you just... Things and just random stupidity. And sometimes you do laugh. You can't help it. And people shouldn't get so hurt. Like, people shouldn't get hurt about it. Like, if you ask them, like, oh, why are you laughing? They tell you, oh, cool thing. They should never be laughing, like, at you. Then you just get off and walk out of the room and say, fuck off. But, like, there's, like, it should never be done in malice, I should say. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be malicious. But look, sometimes things are going to strike you as funny. And I I have a real hard time controlling myself. When I find something funny, I, I tend to get stupid and giggly about it. And it just, it's to the point where I don't, you know, some, some couples will like have the TV on at night and they'll get a little amorous. TV's got to go off when 
when I'm doing anything like that because if there's like a comedy on, occasionally oh, I'll yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah, same here. Gotta gotta keep that focus. I'm I don't have the greatest focus. Well, I, it's also I, like sex can be messy. People don't realize that. Okay, the very first time this ever happened to me, I was so goddamn embarrassed. I didn't know this was a thing, but you know, like queef during sex. Yeah, because you know a lot of different if you're doing a lot of different positions and stuff like that, and it's going in and out and all of that, there's going to get air that might get trapped. It's a normal, natural thing. And everybody does it. Well, every female does it. I don't think men do it, <laughs> but um, like it's embarrassing. Like a lot of girls are like, Oh, it's so embarrassing. It shouldn't happen. Like it's saying, Oh, I'm not tight enough or something. No, it's not. It's just, a natural thing when you're doing getting split into every freaking position known to man like it just happens and sex is naturally like that and messy complicated thing (laughs) and it's it's that's that's part of one of the one of the joys of being in a long-term relationship whether it's boyfriend girlfriend husband wife or just friends with benefits friends that occasionally bang is that you can laugh about that sort of stuff together you can come the comfortability like, like she my my girlfriend who used to cross her eyes when she orgasmed would get mad at me because one night we were we were at her parents house for dinner and we were sitting across the table from each other and i made eye contact with her and then crossed my eyes <laughs> just to let her know what i was thinking about and she got real mad <laughs> She can't tell anyone at the table. She's mad at me because I crossed my eyes. That's great. That, that's not something you can explain to mom and dad. That is so great. I love that so much. You, you got to be able to have fun with it. You've got to be if you're if you're in a relationship and you are not enjoying the physicality of sex. That doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. But you should talk to your partner about it. You should be like, hey, listen, I'm, for whatever reason, not enjoying this. And I'm not saying you're not orgasming because it's not always the easiest for everyone to orgasm. I'm saying that if you don't find any joy in it, that's something you got to bring up. Well, especially if you don't find any joy in it when you normally do. Yes, that is that is something that you should bring up. Yeah. Physical incompatibility is a big problem in a relationship that and especially in new relationships you don't want to ask uh, tell them a lot of people don't want to tell what they like what they don't like oh uh, move an inch one way or another or something because they don't want to make uh, especially girls don't want to make them feel like they're doing something wrong but people need to stop thinking that way and start thinking that they're learning your body you need to teach them because everybody is different. And listen, ladies out there, guys are dumb, okay? We're just happy. We, I, I saw one of my favorite, favorite pictures ever. And it was uh, one of those uh, charts with the radio buttons. And it said, pick your favorite sex position. And it had like missionary, doggy, cowgirl. And the very bottom one was, I'm just happy to be here. And I was like, well, that's, you know what? That's me. That's probably most guys. Hey, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be involved. <laughs> And ladies, guys will love if you tell them, hey, you know what, do this or do it like this. They'll love that. They're they're totally down to take instructions. Well, especially because, say, 
their ex taught them one way, that's not your body. You like things differently than other girls. Not every person's the exact same. So you need to tell them what you do and you don't like an honest like I'm not gonna lie I had this issue myself I still do sometimes of telling them because either it's embarrassing or it's something that like oh it's not a big deal I just tell them they don't mind they like because they're there to get you off I mean they want to get off too but like they a lot of men feel like if they can't get their woman off that um, they've done something wrong. And if you're not giving them the instructions to get you off so they can learn, give them a tutorial, like a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's tu- tutorial levels are great for a reason. It helps you figure out exactly where you're going. And, uh, you know, it's, guys, there is no shame in asking your girl, hey, what can I do better? What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? And uh, don't believe porn in most things. Uh, I know in porn, a lot of times it just shows a dude pull out of one hole and jam into another. Hey, that's not really no. how life works. Don't no. do that. It's not. And that's how men and women a lot of times learn about sex. That's why there needs to be more variety of porn and different real life type porn which i think that's actually a good way that you know only fans and stuff is becoming more popular because this is all amateur porn and you get to see the real side more than just the porn stars in bang bros type yeah that's it's Bespoke handcrafted porn for the new generation is how we're going to bill it. <laughs> yeah, not just the the, the porn stars, because porn stars don't... A lot of times, they're not actually getting off or anything like that. It's all an act to them. And it's... You're not seeing the lubing and the... <laughs> fluffing. Anything fluffing, anything <laughs> else that goes on that in, the, in the industry. You're not seeing... And I... I have had in conversations before people have talked about like, and this is going to sound like a weird topic, but it's completely true. People have talked about on like forums that have been on things like that about how some dudes in porn come so much. And I'm like, there are supplements for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not good for you and you probably shouldn't be taking them, but that's part of them being an actor. That and there's also fake lube and, or fake cum that, is lube and all of this stuff and there's so much there's a lot of ways to move magic yeah trick the mind into uh into thinking what they uh what you're seeing is what's actually happening yeah because there's even some men who have more clear so it's harder to like catch on cam compared to some that is more milky if it's anything other than those two, you might want to get something checked out, though. Because usually yeah, milky hey. or clear is good. Anything else, make sure that's if, okay. <laughs> if, if you've got rainbows coming out down there, I mean, one, listen, I'm not gay, but I, I want to see it. Right? Just, just I want to see it. 
it's for but, science. I want to see this. But also, your doctor will probably want to see it, so I would recommend going to go see them. Uh, so another first, I have question I have for you, Kenzie. I mm-hmm. guess is uh, what about public spot? Public. Yeah. What was your first like? Uh, like full, full sex sort of public spot. Okay, so I don't know if this is the first. This is the first that comes to mind. Okay, we'll go with that. It's really funny, too. <laughs> um, so when I went back to visit Hawaii, and at the time my ex-fiancé took him there, showed him where I'm from and everything, we went to the Volcano National Park. And they have lava tubes you can walk. There's one that's lit and one that's not. One that's not usually is not very many people go down as much. And so we kind of did a quickie down there. Okay. And it was fun and everything. Thank God it was freaking quiet because as soon as I put my (laughs) fucking pants back up, a dad and his son come walking down like oh hi (laughs) like i I think that i I just almost get caught everywhere it seems like like jesus christ there's a theme here yeah that's for sure that's like a theme in in some of your stories uh yeah those are the memorable ones to me at least (laughs) yeah Um, getting caught my first public, I mean, I had like, you know, messing around in the movie theater, things like that. Uh, my first full public all the way through to completion sort of thing was uh, in the back of my uh, old work in the parking lot. I worked at a pizza place and I was hooking up with one of the girls that I worked with and we didn't really have like a place either of us could go. We both lived with our parents. And so we did it in her car in the back of the parking lot after work one night. I locked the doors, set the alarm. Oh, yeah, in cars does count as, doesn't it? Went in the back. Well, so here's the thing is the back of the pizza place is also the front parking lot of like a save mart. And the <laughs> pizza place closes at like nine o'clock on like a Wednesday. <laughs> So uh wasn't exactly deserted. We didn't really think <laughs> of um, rocking back and forth. Yeah, we uh when we finished, we sat up and there were definitely cars that did not start out parked around us that were now parked around us. And uh she was like, Okay, we can't we can't do this again. And I was like, You mean like ever or you mean like in the parking lot? She's like the parking lot, and I was like, Okay, that's fair. I <laughs> Totally understand that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I've it's it's been a lot in cars, and uh, you know, I totally forget that technically cars would be in public. public yeah, because uh, I have I have messed around in public, not in cars, but I've never gone sort of all the way in. I mean, I guess. Like a tent at a festival doesn't count as public, right? Because you're in a eh, tent. Kind of. It's, I mean, it really... It's, it's a thin public. fucking wall. Yeah. Um, But, like, uh, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, with cars. Because at one point, my parents gave me a van. One of their vans, because that's what 
a cart they had. And uh, one, I hotboxed the shit with my friends with that all the time uh, back in the day. And then um, I remember hooking up with my ex. He was my ex at a party in the in the car uh, after. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. So I pretty much dated a whole band except for the drummer. What, no love for drummers? What is this? Just not my type. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, what's funny, so this was in high school, right when I moved. I moved to Ohio. And um, I started dating this guy who ends up being my ex. I dated him first, and then he ended, because I refused to put out, um, he ended up dating the lead singer's little sister and cheated on me with her. And so we broke up. And then I ended up dating his best friend, which was the lead singer. (laughs) Okay. And then he ended up cheating on me because I refused to put out again. Uh, And we stopped dating then. But um, years later, the first guy I ended up hooking up because why the hell not? I think I was going through something like a bad breakup, something like that at the time. And I just was drunk and wanted to forget everything. And so we hooked up in the back of my van. And after we finished and everything, our friends start rocking the van. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, well, fuck, everyone knows now. (laughs) (laughs) because we were all still like a friend because this was like a small ass town and um we were the outcasts and everything so there was like we were all friends even though you know at the time i got cheated on by two of them and stuff like that and we all apparently like passed around each other it was so stupid (laughs) That's, hey, you know, that's what I was in uh, marching band in college, and that's what it was like in the marching band in college. Everyone was just sort of sleeping with each other. We used to joke that if someone in marching band caught an STD, it would take (laughs) seven hours for a third of the band to have it. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, I was uh, part of a marching band, but not like, I never was part, as in like, I I was the marching band girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. like I supported that. I was friends with like all of the girls and stuff there too. But like I used to do um, their, I can't remember what it's called, but they did a special like dance during the marching. And I used to do it with them. It was so much fun. And like, it, like the whole, this one time at band camp was that whole fucking school. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it's uh, everyone's horny in high school, not just jocks. The nerds are horny too. And when you put 150 nerds in the same place, it uh, it's only really going to go one way. Yeah, it was mainly like the band uh, and the choir usually like intertwined too. Yeah, that that definitely happens. Yeah, and I uh, I was on the outside of it technically because I never played an instrument. Well. Uh, I tried in middle school. I sucked at it, but all those uh, 
hormones running wild for all those artistic kids and no way to express them but music and sex <laughs> but so guys i think that's gonna be our episode we've got got a little couple different fun stories for you uh next episode we might have a guest on but we will also definitely be doing uh kenzie will be doing a little bit of a review of uh a toy that we the show purchased for her on uh adam and eve right yeah it's a toy a uh sensitizing gel and there was also like a mystery gift thing too so uh stay tuned for that we'll be reviewing those she'll be letting us know her likes and dislikes what she thought of it quality and everything else and uh she'll be going over that and we're gonna if you're listening to this you want to be a guest on the show definitely reach out to us we're always happy to bring guests on for one reason or another if you've already been on the show and you want to come back hey you know what we could do repeat guests i'm kenzie you fine with that Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're always looking for new people to talk to. uh, But for right now, it'll just be Kenzie and I uh, bringing you what's new in both the world of sex work and our opinions and our talks. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, Links will be in the show notes for everything. The Patreon. You can find Kenzie on uh, her links will all be there uh the email for the show will be in the notes too so if you want to email me and talk about anything you can definitely reach out to us thanks for listening and have a great night